Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're talking about self-confidence with our guest, Corey Strong. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships, and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Hello! Hi, Steffi. Megan, it's been a while. It has been a while, although it's only been a month. Really? When you but think it about it, feels it feels like longer. so much has happened. It really does. I, it definitely feels like it's been longer than a month. Um, yeah. I don't know if everyone else feels that way, um, but it definitely feels like it's been longer than a month since we last recorded. Um, so, you know, we're doing great. We absolutely know what we're doing. We are professionals. It's fantastic. We're yeah. doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. Uh, what is new with you, Megan? Um, I mean, our basement flooded, so that was a, mm-hmm. a fun, joyous experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it was a good month for us overall, aside from that. And even, even that was not as bad as it could have been. But yeah. we um, got that all cleared out. But we uh, also got to go on vacation. Um, yes, you did. I forgot about that. I know, right? See, it was so long <laughs> ago. <laughs> telling you, time has no meaning. It's fine. Um, so that was good. Got out of town for a while. Went swimming. Saw some friends from Texas. We met up in Arkansas. Um, yeah, my garden is growing pretty well. Kind of just, you know, plodding along from through the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. I. Cat wants to know what's going on. Uh, he's <laughs> forgot what we're doing as well. Um, I've also been doing some self-care type things. I went to the doctor today and got a tetanus shot. <laughs> Love that for you. Awesome. But, you know, you got to do those things. Um, that's awesome. I am proud of you for doing those things. They're not very fun, but they are important to do. And a good reminder that that is self-care. It's not just bubble baths. Right, yes. Take care of our bodies. So, proud of you, friend. Yay! How about yourself? Um, you know, I don't even remember what happened this month, other than the fact that our basement also flooded, but again, not as bad as it could have been. We had some friends that definitely had way worse flooding. Um, we had just sort of like an unprecedented amount of rain here over a very short period of time, and it is we had a friend who had feet of water in her entire basement and the rotor guys had to come and pump it out and so it could have been worse so we were able to take care of it with our little shop vac or well let me let me put it this way alex was able to take care of it um i asked him how i could help and he said stay out so i did i went to bed that's how I helped. <laughs> um, truth be told, that was probably the most helpful thing I could have done because I'm not 
particularly helpful in those situations. So I'm good under certain high pressure high pressure situations. That is not one of them. So it was not really. I mean, at our house, there was not really a whole lot that two people could do if right. you only had one shop vac. Exactly. I would have so, just been in the way. So yeah, yeah. Once we moved all of our stuff out of the way, then I was kind of just basically like. Hey, by the way, you need to take breaks. <laughs> Drink some water. Eat yeah. some food. Probably be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So that emotional was fun. support. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was fun. But uh, yeah, I don't really remember. I've got some new craft projects lined up. I'm pretty excited about. It's been low key, you know. It's hot. I don't go outside a lot. Par for the course. Yeah. I mean, low key is good. I, I'm I'm okay with low key. It's yeah. I'm okay with that, so... I will take it. Yeah, I've got some big things on the horizon over the next couple of weeks. I'll tell you guys more about that later, but uh, yeah, it's been good. Cool. So this week, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people, and I think women in particular, often really struggle with, and that's self-confidence. Yeah, I think, you know, you and I both, we've had conversations (laughs) pumping each other up because... Even sometimes, very recently, yeah. Very sure. recently. Sometimes we're like, we suck. Yeah. Uh, so I think everybody absolutely has this. So for this conversation, we've invited on boudoir photographer Corey Strong to share with us her own self-confidence journey and to talk about how she tackles this topic with her clients. Welcome, Corey. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am freaking excited to talk about this with you guys today. Yeah, Absolutely. Corey, tell us a little about yourself. Well, I am a major introvert. I think I'm in good company here. Um, I'm a 35-year-old mom. I have two biological children, two stepchildren, and a fur baby. And I am just one of those multi-passionate creatives. I am obsessed with learning, design, all things pretty, and just making really good connections with other creatives in the world. I love that. Um, yeah, you do, you do a lot of very creative things that I am just always loving following along with. So, um, before we get into talking about what you do for a living, tell us a little bit about your own journey with and through self-confidence. Oh, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) I will try and do the condensed version of this. Um, so I don't think I ever really had confidence as a child. Um, I was really shy, really highly sensitive, um, and I was very passionate about things that other kids weren't, and so I just always felt like an outcast. Um, and then I recently wrote about this in my magazine. Um, I, I would say I was probably fifth grade, and this boy behind me in music class, he was chatting with another boy, and you know they were talking about all of us girls, he's like, well, what about Corey? Do you like Corey? And the boy behind me was like, um, she's fat. No, I don't. And it was at that very moment that I realized my body was not just for running, playing, creating. It was something that other people judged. And then all of a sudden, my whole world changed. and I had extremely low self-esteem. And basically, from that point on to my mid-20s, I had a really, really toxic relationship with my self-image and my self-confidence. You know, it wasn't until 
my late 20s when I started therapy and started learning about my own personality, um, how I how I show up in this world, that I started to gain some confidence. And now I'm 35 and I have a much better understanding of who I am, what I love in this world, and I know what I don't want. And I think that is that was like the key for me in learning to love my body was learning to love myself as a person first. You do boudoir photography, mm-hmm. which I think is super fascinating. How did you get into this field? Um, so I started my own photography business when I was, um, I think I was 23. And my first child was about one at the time. And I picked her up from daycare one day. And one of her teachers, um, who was probably 26 at the time, pulled me aside and she's like, hey, I know you're a photographer. Would you come over to my house and take some pictures of me in lingerie from my husband? And I'd never heard of boudoir, but I was a fashion major. And so of course I grew up, or I, during my major, I would have to scour magazines, fashion magazines. And so, you know, I was familiar with lingerie ads, but that's about it. So I was like, sure, I will try that. And I was hooked after that first shoot. I mean, I was like, okay, I can work with a woman. She's going to follow my directions. I don't have to deal with toddler tantrums or parents at a family session not really wanting to be there. (laughs) And most of all, I loved the transformation that took place with each of my clients in such a short amount of time. It was just, like, it was mind-blowing. I couldn't believe the power that this type of photography had. Can I just say, I think it is amazing. Like, I think it's a testament to probably who you are as a person that your daughter's, like, teacher felt comfortable enough with you to be like, hey, (laughs) will you do this thing that it sounds totally bananas to come out of my mouth as, like, your child's teacher to ask you about? Right. Um, And then, but then also that you were like, sure, let's try it. Yep. (laughs) I think definitely... Um, someone has to feel comfortable with you. And we'd already had a rapport, um, you know, a somewhat friendly relationship. So I wasn't just some stranger that she was asking to do this. So it's very much a relational um, business. I love that. Um, so there are some pretty like obvious connections, I think, between boudoir photography and self-confidence. But I'd love for you to talk us talk to us about this overlap and how you encourage self-confidence in your in your clients and for listener context i have actually done a shoot with corey so i know a little bit about how she does this and it's amazing and i i uh, am excited for you to hear her talk about it okay yes this is so important i'm so passionate about this part so the way that i work in my business is i really want to give time and attention to every client So, you know, just talking with your own friends, you realize how vastly different every person is and what one person likes, or let's just say their everyday style, another person hates. And so I learned this early on that I need to give attention and time to each client so that they can figure out how they want to be portrayed, what they actually like. And, you know, that goes for everything from their hair and makeup their wardrobe because wardrobe and styling is just 
extension of your own personality. Um, every person is at a very different point in their own their own journey with their self-confidence, their body, their sexuality. All of these things play a factor in what their shoe looks like. So I can't possibly give just this one size fits all experience because it would be doing a massive disservice to every woman. So the way that I really work on self-confidence happens before the actual shoot. Um, so Steffi, you know, you've worked with me, so you know we have a phone call first. And I allow up to an hour for this phone call. I mean, this is such an intimate experience that I want to give time for every person to tell their own story. And some people know right off the bat what they want. Other people really haven't taken time to think about that. For example, busy moms who have toddlers running around and every day is like keeping those little children alive. She doesn't have a lot of time to think about what she actually wants. So it's a whole exploratory process. And I do work on mindset and perspective with clients in a way that makes them comfortable and doesn't push them too much. But overall, I like to meet every client where they are at personally and then design a photo shoot experience around that. Yeah, it was definitely, um, I, I know like getting on the phone with you and having that that conversation, um, it helps me know, um, it helped me know a li- like a, a little bit more like what to expect going into the shoot, um, but also just like to know that we were on the same page with what I was looking for um, and that you weren't going to be like, all right, well, now you just need to completely strip down <laughs> and like stand here naked. And if I'd be like, what? Um, I don't know that I'm ready for that. Like, <laughs> like we were on the same page going in. Um, and I think that that, that definitely helped a lot. And I know um, I, I left my shoot feeling like I was a fucking goddess. <laughs> um, I was like writing that high for the next week. Um, so uh, <laughs> that was, that, that was, it was definitely a really, a really cool experience. I absolutely love that. I, that is the most common thing that people say after their shoot. And it's, it's just incredible. It's like, what other experience can give you that? I mean, there are so many ways that this experience can change someone and change their lives for the better, but it's just, it's pretty awesome. You know, you spend two hours with me and you leave and you have that confidence high. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's totally true. So do you see a variety of challenges when you're working with clients in terms of their self-confidence? Like, do you, are there certain uh, personality types where it's harder for them to open up to you or is it, I would imagine there are certain people that are much more shy about it, but they also might not be the kind of person who signs up for this kind of thing. But I'm wondering how you might, um, change a little bit of what you're doing, like how exactly you do make them feel good in their skin. Like, I'd like you to go deeper, basically. Yes, that's a really good question. And so with my personality type, um, I tend to just naturally mirror people. Um, I do not do this on purpose, but I just kind of, I like to meet people where they're at. And so I get a huge variety of people. Um, 
I'd say the people who are a little bit more reserved or nervous um, or just having trouble opening up tend to have some trauma in their background, um, whether it's mm-hmm. an abusive relationship or sexual abuse. Um, I've had quite a few fly, uh, clients that have had abuse in the past, and it's a little bit more unnerving to them for them to think about such an intimate experience and then you know during the consultation and even the morning of when the clients in hair and makeup we're still talking over their ideas because again like Steffi said we want to be on the same page um yeah I want to make sure that the client is comfortable with everything so if someone is just a wild extrovert and up for anything I'm like okay okay (laughs) and I can just throw ideas at them if someone is very reserved and maybe shy or nervous or if they don't have any idea really what style they want or mood, um, I'm going to take a much softer, slower approach. And so that might mean in hair and makeup, we're looking over ideas together. We're talking about what they like specifically um, with an image that they've saved. Um, we'll go through my Instagram feed or my website and I'll let them tell me what they're drawn to. And then I'll ask follow-up questions so I can get a better understanding of what in particular they're drawn to. So I'd say I just really like to take things slow with people. Um, I always joke that my job's like 80% therapist, 20% photographer. Um, But I think people really enjoy that attention and being seen and heard. So I hope, does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it, I think. Yeah, it is. So I'm curious, you know, obviously, you know, we kind of talked about like going in when you go into the session and then when you leave the session, I think, you know, with your clients, you probably, you know, you see a big difference. I know I felt a big difference of like walking in versus leaving the session. Uh, But then, uh, you know, you do a very, you have a very personal approach to your entire business. So um, you know, for listeners, like she does the phone call, you have the, you know, you have the hair and makeup, you have the shoot, but then you come in for a reveal session and Corey shows you all of your photographs. Um, so it's not like she's just like emailing you files, um, which is common for photographers and is, and is great and works for a lot of, of businesses. But Corey actually like does a whole thing as she has you come in and, um, shows you your photos and walks through, you know, your whole set of photos with you. Um, and I would love to hear particularly like for some of those clients who were a little bit more reserved and a little bit nervous. Um, I would love to hear like the change that you see in them during that reveal session when they see those final images and they like see themselves the way, like through your lens, the way that you see them. Yes, the reveal is my favorite part. And when I first started photography and boudoir, I would just on online galleries because I didn't know anything else existed. Um, and it felt so impersonal. It felt like, oh, here are your files. Thanks. <laughs> and so the reveal session, it's like this wonderful celebration that we get to have together, myself and the client. And I, find, I have found that the clients that are most nervous and reserved get the most out of this. Um, so a lot of my clients who are quieter, a little bit more nervous, or 
have a lot of body image um, issues, they just break down in tears and they are so grateful. And what I really love is when someone comes to me during their photo shoot or when we're first starting and they say that they're not really crazy about a certain body part. Um, for a lot of people, it's the stomach or side profile or something like that. And then they see their pictures and they go, oh my God, I actually love how I look there. Like, why was I so hard on myself before? And for someone to see that, to see a part of themselves that they had pre previously hated and, you know, said really awful things to themselves, to see that reflected back in a picture in a totally different perspective is life-changing. So I think, like, that this entire process of, you know, going through the images together. And I am, I am their best cheerleader because I truly, truly do believe in them. And we get to relive the session together and we get to talk about the outfits and how much fun they had. But then we get to talk about the deep stuff. We talk about the transformation. I always ask, how do you feel before the shoot? During, and how do you feel now that you've gone through the entire experience? And really hard for people to put into words. I mean, there are, some people are like laughing and catcalling themselves. Others are in tears and just so gracious. So it's, it's really, it's a really cool process and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Self-confidence obviously is not, you know, a single day thing, but it's really a, a lifelong journey. So how have you seen this play out in your own life and then also in the lives of the women that you have worked with? Oh, such a good question. Um, when I was younger, I thought that self-confidence was just something that you would eventually get. And when you had it, you wouldn't have to worry about anything. And that's not the case. That is not how humans work. So for my own, my own personal experience, um, I really learned from therapy and my life coaching to accept myself every single day, um, accept the low points because that too belongs. So on days when I'm not feeling confident, I just show myself some grace and I nurture that part of myself. And I try and think, okay, I'm having a down day. What do I need? Do I need to show myself attention? I need some quiet time reading or journaling. Um, most of the time, with me being an introvert, I need time to process my feelings, figure out what the heck I'm feeling, and then I like to write about it, and then I feel so much better. So I think being really aware of the thoughts that I'm having is number one, two, working through them and just allowing myself to feel, and then knowing that feeling confident every day and every minute of every day is not a reality. And if that's something that we're constantly facing, we're just constantly going to let ourselves down. So I think we really just have to look at the expectations that we have for ourselves and say, okay, why am I holding myself to this standard? It doesn't even exist. It's not reachable. So I think I would say that is that's my own personal philosophy. And as far as self-confidence that I've seen in my own clients. Um, it's been pretty incredible. Um, I'll take a few extreme cases. Um, so I had someone come back to her reveal session and saying that after her photo shoot, 
she realized how poorly she was being treated by her boyfriend, and she ended things the day of her reveal session. She knew that she was worth so much more, and I was just like, oh my god, I was floored. Um, and so I think like it really gives women a perspective shift and letting them know that they can do scary things for one, because this is a scary experience for a lot of people, shows them their own power, gets them back. Like it, it gives them a sense of self and we can lose that in work, relationships, children, all of those labels. Um, I had another client who asked her to probably six months after she realized that she was not happy in her corporate career. And she ended up um, going on kind of this quest to find out who she was and ended up leaving that career. And she said it all started with her boudoir shoot, really coming into her own power and figuring out who she was. And that was the catalyst for all of these other amazing changes in her life. So I always think if you can do something, just one thing, that scares the shit out of you and you make it out alive, you're kind of retraining your brain and you know, okay, I can do all of those other scary things. And it's like, it's that fear of it that can hold you back. But when you get through and you have that amazing feeling of making it on the other side, that's where the self-confidence comes from. It's not something that you just muster up and then you take action. You take action and then you get the confidence from taking that action. Yeah. I love that. I also love, you know, I am a huge fan of therapy. Um, And so, you know, I like that you mentioned that it's something that you are like continually working on in therapy and things like that as well, because, um, you know, I think, I think therapy is about so many different things. And, um, you know, I know I work I'm working with my therapist right now on like affirmations. Mm -hmm. Um, And those have been really helpful when I am having like a doubting myself kind of moment or I'm not feeling so great about something. Um, Like I go like, okay, what would Genesis tell me to do? Like, okay, what are my affirmations? Like that kind of stuff. So um, yay therapy. That's my point there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like I feel like, it really is it really is um so uh, yeah go to therapy guys uh, how many times how many times do I say that I say it a lot um so you know I, you kind of touched on this but I want to kind of circle back because I think it's really important on those days um where you just don't feel the best about yourself um I, you know I like what you said about like just kind of riding the wave um but Talk to us, you know, about how you kind of approach, how you approach those days where you're just feeling a little hard or you catch yourself, you know, kind of beating yourself up a little bit. Oh, yes. And that that definitely happens um, a couple times a week for me. Um, Okay, so when it comes to my actual body and appearance, um, I catch myself first. And I say in my mind that I don't actually agree with that. I don't agree with this thought. So too often we take our thoughts as absolute truth. But what we don't realize is that these thoughts are just conditioned beliefs. 
And so first I touch myself. And then something I've been doing lately is um, I'll either stay in my mind or write down the ways that my body has helped me that day. Um, or it's something I'm grateful for that has to do with my body. Um, for example, my legs are strong and muscular and I get to run with my kids. Um, something like that. I change it to make it about what my body can do for me versus how it looks. Because I think when we just focus on our body's appearance and loving our appearance and all of the body positivity, um, we can we can actually become hyper-focused on our body as the way it looks versus what do our bodies do for us. Like we exist in this world for so much more <laughs> than just our appearance. So that is my go-to that I'm doing right now. Um, and then I do something for myself that... I know makes me feel good. Um, that can be watching TikTok for a little bit <laughs> or learning something new or doing 30 minutes of yoga or um, like trying out something new that I've been wanting to do or getting in nature. That's huge. I think those are all really good tactics, partially because, you know, a lot of times people think that they – maybe focus on themselves too much but they're not focusing on like the deep things about themselves mm -hmm. like that's where we get all the negative feelings are just like stuff that just flies in our faces and just kind of like quick reactionary things but we don't necessarily sit with it mm -hmm. yeah and that's what I think it's so important like with the things that you're doing writing things down working through it that's that's just really huge yeah it really yeah, has made a difference uh I think a lot of people are really resistant to journaling and writing down their thoughts because you're scared of what might come out and you're scared that it's going to mm -hmm. hurt too much. And that was me for years and years. But once I actually started it, I felt so much better even after one journaling session. And now I'm like, I'm obsessed with it. I do it every single morning. And if I'm having a really tough time that day, I might do it two times a day. I love that. I think that's, I think that's really great. Yeah. And I also like the focusing on what your, like what your body can, has done for you, even if it's something like seemingly small. Um, I think especially for those of us with chronic illnesses, um, like I know there are days where I struggle with my body cause I'm like, uh, like it just doesn't do the things that's like a healthy body is you know supposed to do um and so there are days where I'm like but it got me out of bed this morning um and that feels like the lowest hanging fruit but sometimes that's it's the reminder that I need like okay we're still we're still good we're still in the game we're still functioning you know like any of those things or sometimes it's even less about like my physical body and more like oh like my body feels like crap but hey I'm still funny or I think I'm funny or you know like my brain is like it's on we're on we're sharp we're <laughs> we're cracking like all of these things so yeah I like that that like kind of focusing on less about the physical like how your body looks versus what it's done for you yeah Yes, and I have so many clients with autoimmune diseases, chronic illnesses, and 
it's so easy to begin to resent your body. Um, I hear it from friends all the time, and I I have issues as well. And I think when you can, like, I have a little list of things that bring me joy, and I can't remember who suggested this years ago. But when you're feeling down, you just turn to your list, pick something, and it just immediately lifts your mood and reminds you that there's so much more in this world than just our bodies. Absolutely. So tell us about your new passion project. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Okay, so this was a six-month project in the works. And so this all started um, because boudoir is a really tough thing to market and advertise uh, because of the intimate, sensitive nature. And, you know, we have a bunch of white men running our social media companies, (laughs) Um, and so we are kind of at the mercy to their rules and restrictions. So long story short, I had had so many different ads, um, shut down, rejected. I have to be extremely careful which images I put in ads. I have to be careful what I say in my ads. Um, and I was like, okay, I had this image in mind. I'm like, this is never going to get flagged. It was of my client in a long sleeve black bodysuit, a not sexual pose at all. It was just a beautiful pose. You could only see her legs. And the copywriting was about um, fine art boudoir sessions. Um, Again, like nothing like sexy in there. You can't even use the word sexy. And not only did it get rejected, it also got my entire ads account shut down for good. Um, and they were unwilling to hear my repeal. And I was livid, and I tend to take a lot of action when I'm upset. Uh, so I had this idea that, okay, I'm going to do a project. I'm going to put out a call for everyday women, and they're going to come into the studio, just very simple, raw and undies, like nothing glammed up. Um, I'm just going to photograph them exactly as they are. And then I was going to have everybody write um, a little excerpt about their own relationship with their body and growing up in the U.S. society with these insane body ideals. So I did it. And over a few months, I photographed uh, many different women and put together a magazine showcasing all of their images and their stories and I just launched it a couple weeks ago. Um, the feedback has been incredible. Um, I had a couple advertisers in the magazine, and one of them is a chiropractor, and she said that right after the magazine launched, one of her clients came in and said, hey, I read your own article in the magazine, and I just wanted to share with you my own journey with my body. And this was a 65-year-old woman, and she had had so much shame around her body but seeing another woman's story gave her permission to share her own. And that's what we're seeing. And that's what I wanted people to see. I wanted everyone to be able to see a little glimpse of themselves and these other women. And so all of a sudden, you're not, you're not suffering alone. You're not going through these things alone. You have a community. And then I think when you realize every single woman is experiencing this shame around her body, like okay nothing's wrong with us like 
something is wrong with our society, our culture, like that is the thing that needs fixing, not our bodies. So it's been an incredible, incredible project. And I'm just, I'm so proud of all the women that were in it, including Steffi. I was. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, so how can people connect with you? How can they find the the magazine issue that you were just talking about? How can they learn more about what you do? Well, my favorite place is Instagram. Um, you can find me at Corey, which is C-O-R-I underscore strong underscore photography. And if you go to the link in my bio, there are a few different options there. And you'll see, you can read the magazine. The title is called Our Bodies Are Not Shameful. Um, my website is linked on there. I have a bunch of different resources for you. And then my website is www.coreystrong.com. Awesome. Corey, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for talking to us about your own experiences and, you know, sharing with us some really great, really great tips. Um, it's It's been a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you so much. So as we wrap up the week, as always, let's talk about joy. What is bringing you joy this week, Corey? I would say just reading with my dog in my sunroom in the mornings. It is the best sounds magical because your kids are old enough to not be bothering you yes and you know what like I created this routine and now they know they don't even bug me it's like mom goes to the sunroom for an hour in the morning that's amazing I love that says says the woman with the toddler I'll be there someday it's not today but I'll be there someday I don't have a toddler and I think that sounds amazing we just need to get you a sunroom Megan and a he sign just, that says, leave me the fuck alone. You would just stand outside the door is probably what would happen. <laughs> I'll just stand there with my nose pressed against the door. <laughs> Let me hang out with you. <laughs> yes. Accurate. That sounds amazing, though. Do you have lots of plants? I do. I have plants hanging. Um, I killed a couple, so I have a couple fake plants. But yes, it's all it's all pillows and cozy vibes and plants. Oh, that sounds lovely. Love it, <laughs> Steffi. What's bringing you joy? Um, well, I'm going to say I, you might have this down for yours, but I'm going first. So I'm going to steal it. Um, you sent me a post today, uh, that somebody had shared on Facebook where they took all of their like vintage, like Fisher price, like the little people houses and buildings and stuff. And they turned it into the town of Schitt's Creek. And I know, Corey. Wow. And they took all the like little Fisher Price little people and they turned them into all of the characters in the show. And they had like all of the different like the barns and they had like a Sesame Street one that then they turned into like Cafe Tropical and the uh, apothecary and like all of these things. And it was so extensive and fucking amazing. And I have been thinking about it all afternoon. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you stole my joy. (laughs) I'm such a bitch. It's fine. (laughs) It's really cool because he, 
it's really detailed. So like he made tiny little vegetables for the front of the apothecary. He made Ray's photo studio, which is hilarious, including like a giant box of mouse pads. Oh. Um, there's like Mutt's barn. There's the garage. Yeah. The hotel, of course. There's Stevie's apartment. It's so good and amazing. I love it so much. I, I will I will link to it in the show notes um, for you guys because it was pretty it was pretty fantastic. It's pretty epic. <laughs> he spent a long time on it. Uh, five months. He spent five months redoing all of these old play sets, but it's it's fantastic. I wish I had that kind of creativity. Like. I, I am definitely creative in certain ways. I am not. I like, like never would have thought to do this, nor would have I had, nor would I have had the artistic ability to do this. And so, <laughs> it's just like fantastic. <laughs> big fan. yeah, <laughs> big fan. His name is Todd Cameron. So big ups, Todd Cameron. We love you, Todd Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Megan, I, I will allow that to also be your joy. We'll allow it. I appreciate it since I did share it with you. It's true. <laughs> it was a low. It was a low blow of me to to steal it from you. <laughs> but it it was so epic. It brought us both great joy this week. It really did. Coming in at the last minute there too. It's true. So. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Next week we are going to talk all about gratitude. Yeah, sometimes you just got to say thanks. So in the meantime, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Bye.